Mr. Michael Griffiths. What's going on? What are you saying, Darren? Did did I? I've you got, actually you, said it right, yeah. You know, Griffiths. So basically, for you guys listening, um, Michael was at IFS, and um, when I called him on yeah. stage, I said his name wrong by accident, and he came on stage. I think there was like, it was like three, four hundred people sitting down. Mm. They're like. Darren, come on, say my name right. I was like, oh shit, what did I do? I felt so bad, man, because people get my name wrong all the time as well. But you can tell when it's genuinely wrong or someone's yeah, yeah. being a dick. Did you think I was being a dick? Nah, not at all. I was just like, come on. Yeah, yeah, it was good banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. good banter. How did you find that, IFS? Did you have fun? I had fun at IFS. You know what? I was, I've been meaning to go to that for a while. Like I've seen it pop up every now and again. And I asked you about it because yeah. you've seen that you were going and I was like, why does this keep popping up but I don't know anything about it like link me to this <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no it was good it was a good event it was nice seeing you it was, it was actually more so then I was like when I heard you talk I was like I want this guy on the podcast because most people recognize you from Love Island but I didn't see that on stage mm. I saw like a personal trainer yeah and obviously I don't really know much about your background when it comes to that so today I kind of want to get into a bit of that and also just kind of Chat some shit, but some valuable shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So no where you come from today? So I've come from Essex today. I live, obviously I live in Essex now. Um, sorry about that. What do you mean? <laughs> sorry about that? Hey, countryside is nice. It's nice and quiet. Our neighbours are lovely. Obviously I live with the boys. It's just, it's peaceful, man. Who, who are the boys that you live with? I know I've seen, like, listen, lockdown, I've seen, like, some videos you boys have made and I know mm. the boys that you've met through uh, on Love Island mm -hmm. and those videos are unreal mm -hmm. unreal so who do you live with and whereabouts so there's me Jordan Danny and Chris uh, we all live in Chigwell <clears throat> so obviously we met on Love Island yeah. and straight away where we come out it was like me Jordan and Chris moved in and we moved into Islington first we was living right by Shoreditch Park nice that was a bit mad because when we was there, it was fine at the start, but then once lockdown happened, we couldn't do anything. Yeah. Couldn't go out anywhere. It was, we were just sitting in the house and it wasn't really a big place. The one it is, it's like you're paying a lot of money to sit in like a, like a small flat. Angel Islington is like that, Yeah, man. it's mad. I was I was like, why, why are we paying so much money for like basically like four rooms? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's weird. But there was a lot of good people around there. It was just like really busy. I don't think I drove my car for like a year. Yeah. It was just sitting outside. But also dust. like guys like, I mean like us, the stuff that we do online and with your job being so like all over the place, you don't necessarily have to be somewhere that busy. It's uh, almost, do you want that life kind of where you live chill? Yeah. So no, you can be in and out? I want to be at like, when, when I moved down here, I didn't think where we moved to would be too busy, but it was, it was really busy. It was basically central. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah we yeah. were like three stops from, um, actu Scott. actually being a central. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we were like, right, we'll move out. or we'll move somewhere a bit quieter. And Essex was just like, it's just the right choice. I feel like moving to Essex was, is a lot like being back in Liverpool. The people okay. are very similar. Like they've got that scouse mentality. Yeah. And like people always say, oh, people from Essex and people from Liverpool are very similar. So when I moved there, I was like, I could see it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I like it here. It's nice in the countryside. It's like got little fields around us. And obviously Jordan's got the dog as well. So she's running around causing havoc in the house. What dog's he got? He's got an XL bully. 
Okay, nice. Yeah, she's big. Wicked. She's and, big. And you were raised in Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Liverpool. And then you came to London when? Because you did mention before we came in here that yeah, you've so, lived around here. Yeah, so I came to London. Um, I probably came to London for like a year. Um, maybe 2017 to 2018. No, no, that's a lie. It's not. It was earlier than that. It was way earlier than that. How, old, how old are you? I'm th- I just turned 30. Happy birthday. Yeah. Turn 30. Yeah, okay. man. 30. Yeah. People say your life starts at 30. And you know what? I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I moved, I moved to London for a year, probably five years ago. And I was living around here, Parsons Green. Like, well, yeah, right, right around here. Probably around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was actually, it was nice. But again, around here, I just didn't really feel at home. So I moved back up north and then carried on uni, doing all stuff like that, working. And now I'm here. Were you, and when you were here, like, what were you doing for work? I was back and forth between, so I was working like bars and stuff. Like okay. I, I, was, I was a bartender for years. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Man can make up a drink. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my days. Please tell me you've made a vlog or something about that. I've not actually made a vlog about it. Hey, anyone listen, if he does this, yeah, it was my idea. <laughs> Maybe you can teach me how to do yeah, and make a drink. Yeah, I'll teach That'd you how to make cool a few drinks, yeah. Um, so were you working at um, bars around London or just wherever north as well? I was doing, so I was back and forth between Liverpool and London, but I was doing like disco shifts in London, just in a few bars that people had been like, oh yeah, they need bartenders there. So I'd go do one shift here, one shift there. But I still had a bar job in Liverpool that I worked three, four days a week. So I'd do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Liverpool and then come to... London to do the rest. Were they making you take your shirt off at, the, at these bars? Do you know what? I only uh, only took my shirt off once and it was because um, someone someone was like, oh, we'll change tops. And I was like, yeah, that's a bit of a weird request. But I bet one of my mates on the bar that I could get someone to change their top and we'd, he'd, I'd basically take his tips that he made that night. Okay. And he was like, you're not going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And to be fair, we were having a good knife for tips. Like, up north, we were having a good knife. Like, I think he made about £150. Bro, that's... And that was mine. That yeah. was all mine. Yeah. I, t- I, I, I swapped, swapped tops. His tips were mine. I was going to say, because any, like, kind of bar owner would be like, hey, this guy, we need this guy here. He's going to bring all the <laughs> girls in. Did you get a lot of attention when you were doing that? Like, were you having fun? Because I feel like jobs like that, like, I've never worked at a bar, but I used to work at JD Sports in Oxford Street. Mm. And that was like, I was like 17, 18. I had so much fun. Bro, working in a bar is so much fun. Like, you, I don't think people understand just how fun it is. Because as a bartender, you are paid to get pissed. <laughs> in some bars anyway, like the bars I worked in, the the... The kind of like management structure towards it, like the owners down to the managers, they would encourage you to have a drink with the guests. So it's like, like guests will buy a few drinks. Then when they come back, remember them, remember their drink order, give them their order, like give them it for free. And I, when they first said that to me, I was like, what? Like keeping them happy. He was like, it makes them want to come back. Yeah, that's true. I was like, oh, right. Okay. And he's like, and if a guest offers you a drink, take it. I was like, what? I was like, what if they offer me more than one? He was like, Take it. So sometimes I I come into work and start shift and someone's come in. Oh, have a beer with me. Cool. Boom. First beer down. Before you know it, you're like 10 beers in, 12 shots and you're pissed. (laughs) Do you feel like, you know, those sort of jobs, like 
probably wouldn't have paid as well like per hour to say what you would do now right mm. you think you need those jobs to be able to appreciate what you really do now I think you need those jobs anyway okay to have fun in life okay because yeah. I still look back at times I've worked in bars and be like that was probably some of my the most fun I've ever had in work just because there was no care in the world. Like I know I had bills and stuff to pay, but when I was in work, yeah. I was genuinely having fun. I was with me mates. We was having a laugh on the bar. And like, we was having fun with random people. Like you get to know so many people's stories just from talking to them over the bar. But to answer your question, yeah. Would, do, would you want, this is random, but would you ever want kids? Yeah, 100%. Okay. So I've got this like, worrying life a little bit where I want kids as well, right? Mm-hmm. But, I'm always like, in my head, I'm always going to be like, I'm going to be successful. I want to create a good life for my family, my friends, kind of everyone around me. I want to do my best to look after everyone. And I sometimes get the fear of like, when I have a kid, he might end up being a little prick <laughs> because of say, where I live yeah. or the lifestyle that I've created. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of probably our biggest strengths, probably yourself as well, is kind of being raised in an area where you kind of thrive to have that sort of lifestyle so you work a little bit harder and stuff. Mm. Do you ever worry that your kid's not going to want to do the jobs like the, let's quote, shitty jobs, that they're not going to want to do that and never fully embrace like life and never fully embrace like having a lot of fun? I worry about that sometimes. I'm going to do my best not to make sure like my kid doesn't end up like that, but I do have that fear. Do you ever have that fear? I mean, I have that fear, but at the same time, I'll I'll raise my kids the way my parents raised me, like with the, with a true understanding and the value of money yeah. and where it comes from. So it's not just you can't just be giving it out. And like, yeah. my kids aren't just going to be like, oh, here's, here's some money, do whatever you want. Like they're going to earn their money. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll like I got my first job when I was twelve. Oh really? Yeah. Doing what? I was just working in a market. Oh sick. With my dad's mate. No Sell, way. Selling like phone parts and stuff like that. No way. So I'd be in school and then on the weekends I'd be in the market. Like I didn't really. So was your I'd, dad doing that? No, my dad, my dad worked in, my dad worked in a factory, but I was just like, I, I, I was like, I want a job. And my dad was like, no, you don't need a job. Like he was like, I got like, I've got us, we're fine. I was like, no, but I want a job. I want my money. Okay. So. And, and he was like, but I'll let you get, you get some allowance and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, but I want my money. Like I want to make my own money. So I can spend it on what I want. I don't want to have to ask you for money. And I think that's where like my drive for just wanting to be successful came from because like I didn't stop. I got that job. And then when school broke up, I got a second job and I was working two jobs <laughs> and I didn't really, I didn't go out as a kid. Like I didn't go and play in the park and stuff like that. Like I was playing sports. So I was playing basketball. Really? Mm. Can and I banter you about that? Or? You can try. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the tallest guy I know, bro. I'll still dunk but, on you. But I reckon you got springs on you. I bet you're quick. I was I'm, I was rapid. You were rapid. I, 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 could, ju I could jump out the building. Yeah. A few people tell. underestimated my jump, you know. No, you know what? I've got, Um, you might have met my friend at IFS as well, Ali. Mm. He played professional football for like seven, eight years in Turkey. And he's 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 small. But boy, the springs on him. Like, he would get headers off guys that are six foot two. Bro, and I'm like, how? Bro, I was dunking on people that were six foot five. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because they underestimate you. They don't expect you to do it. And I'd cut through the lane and just take off. And they'd be like, what? 
No yeah, way. Say, yeah. I need to see this. I tried to dunk on my brother. Like my brother's 6'3". And I said to him, I was like, I'm going to dunk on you one day. And he was like, you'll never get it. And it was one chance that I got it. Like, come, cut back door, caught it, went up. And I was thinking, I've got him. He was there in front of me. I was like, I've got him. And he just pushed me. And he, was like, and he just went, no. He was like, that was never happening. Literally pushed me, to, like, in the air. Is he older or younger? He's older. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why. But letting you yeah. have this you little prick. That's yeah, what he's yeah. thinking, isn't it? I landed on my back, knocked all the windows. And he came over, picked me up. And he was like, I told you, you're never getting that. <laughs> I was just like, I almost got yeah. you though. He was like, yeah, almost is not good enough. <laughs> See um, what you were saying about like, you've had that drive when you were young and you were working and stuff. I think, um, I think this is something like a lot of people need to see and hear about, right? Because mm. I feel like as time goes by, all of this stuff, people start to get a little bit softer and a little bit lazier. Maybe because of the way the world is kind of going mm. in the sense of like technology and the way like we're evolving, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that drive you had was like genetic or is it something that you created at that young age? Is it something that you saw from your family? I think it was, I think it's a bit of both. Like me, mom and dad have always been hardworking, but I think it was me seeing them like, and what they went through in life. Like I've got five siblings. I've got three sisters and two brothers. So at one point there was, five of us living in the house like my older brother wasn't but he still had the room no one was allowed to go in his room yeah the older, bro- <laughs> the older. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. one was allowed to go in his room um, and it was it was it was tough but I think just seeing them kind of push forward to try and make sure we had everything we ever wanted even if like times were hard I could see on their faces that like times were hard trying to get Christmas presents for six kids well I say six kids like me Elder yeah, brother's yeah. like 10 years older than me. Yeah. Well, 13, something like that. Trying to get presents and stuff and make make Christmas still good, even though like you got kids not really understanding that things yeah. cost money and I'm asking for like this this model, this PlayStation or whatever. And yeah. then like I'm asking for games and stuff like that. And it all it all comes up. But then my brother's asking for something different. Like seeing them struggle is just like I want to be able to give back to them. Yeah. Because they've given to me for a minimum of 18 years. Like, 100%. Yeah. Even when I don't want anything, they're always there. Was, um, like, growing up with your family and stuff, I'm assuming, were you, were you from, like, a council estate? Yeah. That sort of, yeah, yeah. That, yeah same as me. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, when you're raising those areas and you almost, like, grow up earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you actually see, like, you kind of feel the... Sh- the stresses and the pressure that your parents have gone through. Cause obviously I think parents do their best in those situations to not show that to their kids, mm-hmm. which is like an amazing skill. But I think as a kid, I think you can always feel like your mum or your dad's bad days. Yeah. Right. So I think that, that creates some level of hunger or something to be like, I want to provide for you one day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, as you're growing up in, well, not everybody, but as certain people grow up in those situations, they can see it in their parents, even though the parents hide it. Like, I'm very, I can, I see a lot. I'm very um, observant. observant yeah. yeah. So I, even now I'm still got that skill. I see everything. Yeah. And people are like, oh, how do you see that? I'm like, I, honestly, I've seen it. And they're like, but how? I'm just like, I see everything. I'm like that as well. <laughs> I, I actually see everything. So like, I learned that from young to kind of 
be aware of my surroundings and and you had to yeah. from the environment that you were yeah. in because yeah. if you didn't you wouldn't survive mm. and do you feel like you use that skill now with what you do yeah I think that's probably one of my most powerful skills I'm not going to lie that social like awareness yeah do you think that was hard when you were doing like live TV stuff I think do you I've know never what? seen I... this side of you innit yeah, 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 and I want people to see this side of you because I heard it and I spoke to you like because we met in Dubai. Yeah, we met in Dubai. We met in Dubai. Yeah, we were one of those pricks out there <laughs> during lockdown. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was still working. <laughs> oh, were you? Oh shit! Yeah, it was just easier for me to work in Dubai. Oh, okay, I had that's freedom right. to do so. Oh, that's right. You were working. You yeah. were there for a few months. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so did you feel that like? Um, <clears throat> people would misunderstand you or anything like that? See, when you're on TV, you kind of, you, the first kind of week, you know you're on TV and you try and not pay attention to things. Yeah. But I'm very, I see everything. So I'm like, right, I need to just relax. But then there's certain situations when things go on and you see things. Like I'll, I'll tell people if I've got a problem with them. Yeah. I don't really, I don't mind that. Like yeah. I don't care if people like me or not. Yeah. So I'll be very open about it. Yeah. We'll have a talk, we'll have a discussion, whatever, and we'll get it out there. Yeah. And if at the end of the day we don't like each other, then cool. Cool. Yeah. But it's not always like that with everyone else. <laughs> because other people have different agendas mm. and what they might say might affect their end goal. Yeah. But then actually make you look like a person that you're not because they're not responding the way they, they usually would. Mm. Right? Yeah. This is me just making this scenario without knowing <laughs> anything because I know you were, I knew, I knew you were on TV but I never paid attention to Yeah. It just wasn't, I never paid attention to any of that. But when you're so observant and when you see everything, it's such a great skill but can also be a problem because I've even noticed this when like, like dating girls and all of this stuff and sometimes like, you can understand, maybe I'm wrong, you put yourself in their position to why they've said that, mm. right? And I think into this stuff. Did they say this for this reason? Are they saying this, maybe they're hiding something. Are they saying this just to say it so I like them? And I feel like I can read that very well. Yeah. So when I'm very honest about my opinion, I'm like, well, you didn't know that. You just said that. <laughs> it can maybe sometimes make me look like a prick. Yeah, it does. That's, do you know what? The only thing I had to be aware of when I was on, like when I was doing all that was like, I wanted to try and remain respectful. Yeah. Like, and sometimes it's hard because sometimes people just like keep pushing and then you don't know what's going to be shown. And that's the, that's the worst thing about it. Cause okay. you can keep your cool about everything. And then the one thing that pushes you a little bit too far that's what they show. It's not like you're, you edit in a video that yeah. you post on Instagram. Yeah, it's not like that. So like you can be chill the whole time, be really respectful, then have one issue that they don't show the full side to. They don't show the other party. They just show you. Yeah. So like, <laughs> And they, it makes you look like the villain. So you, I was like, yeah, you know what, cool. I'll take that. But the thing is, I've got like, because I grew up quite young and yeah. I've been through a lot. Yeah. I'm quite strong mentally anyway. Yeah. So you I can, can handle it. I can deal with all what people were saying. I was just like, I'm not really bothered. You don't know me. So yeah, it's not going to change who I am. Like yeah. my friends and family still know me. So I'm good. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's <laughs> and that's like the most important thing. Mm. And that's why do you ever find it weird that like do you ever um hide people from your socials that you care about? Yeah. I all, do the same. All the time. And sometimes people get they misunderstand me for it. They mm -hmm. think I'm hiding something or they think I'm being a prick or whatever. But when really I don't think everyone's mentally they might not be able to be as strong-headed as you when someone throws an opinion. Yeah. Right? An example of this, like the other day, someone was chatting shit to me on a post, right? Some some coach said something and I was chatting to my videographer who was with me. She got upset. <laughs> <laughs> so she comments back. I'm like, why are you commenting back? Like, as in, yeah. she gets defensive yeah, yeah, from yeah. her, like, her Protect, best friend. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you don't need to do that. And that's how you know, like, not everyone's kind of mentally can handle that. Yeah. Or not conditioned <laughs> to handle that. Yeah, so, it just depends on how they were exactly. brought up and stuff like that. So do you keep people away, like, your very private stuff away from your socials to protect it or no? Yeah, 100%. So, like, if I'm dating, yeah. nobody will know I'm dating. Yeah, same. Like, <laughs> I, I, you don't need to know that. Like, I keep that way, way away from socials. Yeah. That's my private life. Yeah. No one needs to know I'm dating. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need it to be everywhere and all over socials or in press or anything. Like, I, I don't really care. Because with you, it would be, wouldn't it? It would it'd probably make press and I don't really need it to. Yeah. Cause I like my private life. Because it's not important. It's not important for other people to know who I'm dating. Like, if I want to go for dinner with someone, I want to go for dinner. If I want to go out, then I want to go out. Yeah. And if you see me and I'm with someone, cool. Yeah. But it's just, it is what it is. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to be impressed. It's not going to be on my socials. You don't know how long I've been seeing this person. Like, I'm just keeping my life private. Like, I'll show the world what I want to show the world. They get to see what I want, want them to see. And that's it. Yeah. And do you think, and I always like, I like this sort of stuff because like, like you, you said you see everything, right? And it's interesting to me. And, and when I see like couples, and if you are this couple, no offense. And if you do get offended, it's because you're being defensive. Mm -hmm. Over posting together. Yeah, oh yeah. Over commenting on each other's shit. Yeah. I'm like, you're commenting on each other's shit saying, love you, boo, all this bullshit. And I'm like, fam, you're sitting next to your <laughs> girl, cuz. Why don't you just hug her and give her a kiss, man? Mm. So to me, that seems fake. And, uh, and when, I, when I feel that or say that, I'm a prick. Yeah. <laughs> and I find it hard because I'm like, I don't think you're happy, bro. You know? I don't think you're happy. Are you happy with the image of what it is? Or are you happy with that person being there? Mm. You know? So I really struggle with that. <laughs> See, I look at that and I think, do you know what? It's all well and good being cute, like on Insta. If you post on a lot, fine. If you comment on each other's stuff, fine. But like, you don't. it doesn't need to constantly be like, love this, love that, blah, 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 blah. Like you can just comment something about like what they're wearing. Yeah. Like, about like, oh yeah, the fits fire, whatever, something like that. But it doesn't like, okay, we get it, you're together. I, like, I respect it. If you're truly happy, good. I don't, I want nothing more than that. Like, if I see couples together, I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I genuinely want you to be happy. Yeah. But just, are you? But are you? <laughs> but are you? But are you? Are like, you happy? Are you really happy? Yeah. Because like, 
I can be happy with somebody and nobody even knows I'm dating them. Yeah. I could be commenting on their stuff and nobody even knows I'm dating them. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's just generic comments. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm talking about, like, their fits and whatever. Like, my one's usually banter. I just give I, shit. Yeah, sometimes I give them shit. So, yeah. but then I get, I get, I get shit back on that. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, I don't give people shit too much in comment sections because they fire back. They at fire you. back. Like yeah. they're like, yeah, people's come back at me. I like to give shit on my own post though. Yeah. Like if someone gives me shit on my post, I'll give shit back. And the yeah. boys are like, "Why'd you do that?" I'm just like, I found it fun. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Someone wants to call me out on something, but then you're sat there like fucking with your thumb in your ass and your, di and your display picture. I'm going to tell you that you got your thumb up your ass. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, when people do that, like with the whole comments thing on each other and blah, blah, blah. Do you feel like that's like insecurity from a guy? Or do you reckon, you know, when like the whole... I, it could be looked at both ways because yeah. girls do it too. I mean, I, I've seen girls like mark their territory on really? some guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Guys post a picture, she's been like the first person to comment, then she's commented again, and then she's commented a few hours later just to make sure her comments are coming up. And it's like, why have you commented three times? Like, love you, babe. Da da da. Excited for tonight. Whoa. That scares me. Text him that you're excited for tonight. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> or tell him you sat next to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That scares me when that happens. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm always like, exit, bruv. Yeah. <laughs> I get the fear, bro. Control alt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ow, 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 ow. Do you, um, so when you were growing up, when did you qualify to be a personal trainer? Because if I'm not wrong, are you a firefighter? I was a firefighter. Like legit full time? Full time, yeah. I was whole time and retained. So I did me full 12 hour day and then I do a 12 hour night on call. How long did you do that for? Two years. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. So were you a personal trainer before that or? I was a personal. So I've been a personal trainer for about 10 years. It'll be 11, uh, like in the next few months. Oh, sick. And were you training people when you were doing that? So yeah, my first, do you know what? My first year or maybe even year and a bit of being a uh, personal trainer, I didn't take any clients. I was just like, I don't want to take any clients. I didn't think... I knew enough because I didn't feel like when I'd done my course, I was given enough information. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to have to learn in a gym from yeah. other coaches. So I was pretty fortunate to have like two coaches in the gym. I worked and I worked in the gym group in Liverpool one. Okay. And there was um, an ex Marine. No, not a Marine. Royal Marine Commando. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Just open that. Can you? Sorry. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> and then um like a an athlete coach as well. Okay. His name was Richie. And when I went into the gym, I was just like, I kind of I kind of blagged my way into the gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then when I actually got in and I was just like, uh, yeah, cool. I was speaking to them about it and they were like, Look, train with us, I'll help you with this, I'll help you with that. Um I think Richie helped me with me nutrition st stuff and oh, what was his name now? I can't remember his name. But he helped me with the, the coaching side of things, like interpersonal skills, even yeah. though I already had them, but like he just yeah. helped me kind of develop them. Yeah. And I learned a lot over the like year and a half. And it was just like, right, okay. The whole time, bear in mind, the gym manager's asking me when am I going to take a client? Okay. <laughs> She's like, when are you going to take a client? And then I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm not really ready. Yeah, I've got this, got this on, got that on. 
And I was like, I'm still working another job, blah, blah, blah. I ain't really got time, you know, making up excuses. Yeah. Just doing a lot of that. So I kind of started taking clients like two years after becoming a, a coach. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't until then that I started and I was just in the gym. And then I, I left one of my other jobs just to be a PT. And it turned from two, jo- three jobs to two jobs and then quickly down to one job. Okay. Because you was, were training. You've, you've always trained and... Always trained. Yeah. I properly started looking at my own training though when I stopped coaching again because I was working stick, 16 hour days in a gym. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. Mate, 16 hour days in a gym, back to my clients and then I'd go home, I'd sleep for four hours and be back in the gym to train myself and it, I just wasn't really pushing myself as much as I could and then in 2015, I stepped away from coaching and I started focusing on my own training because I was like, you know what, let me see why I don't, why I'm not training properly. So I started focusing on my own training and from then I fell in love with training again. I okay. stopped playing basketball and I was like, I'm in the gym. It's hard to, when you're focusing on other people and you're focusing on trying to get other people like better, especially when you're so busy as a PT and at that age, you might have not had the like business mind that you do now. Mm. So managing your time and everything, you're just thinking about next session. Yeah. Another 20 pound or whatever it was yeah. then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're just thinking about that. And then you sacrifice your sleep, your sleep patterns, your own training. And it's, in essence, a little bit of like your happiness, which is why like with PTs, like, it's important that you can balance both and like kind of charging off, but also ensuring that you're, yeah, qualified enough and you know well enough to actually help people in that sense. Yeah. So when did you go into training to be a firefighter? Um, and what is so that like? That's quite intense though. So I'd, I knew I wanted to join the fire service from when I was like 16. And I tried when I was 16, but it wasn't what, a What, you can try when you're 16? <laughs> they, they let me try, but I, they were never going to let me in. <laughs> really? Yeah. You've got to be like 18 above. So didn't let me in. Tried again when I was 18, didn't let me in. I think I tried again when I was 21, didn't get in. Really? Yeah. But by that point, they knew who I was because I'd tried three times. Oh, sick. They're so like, they, we rate this guy. He yeah, keeps going like, back. He keeps coming back. And then when did I try? I'm just trying to think what year it was. I was like, maybe I was 26. It might have been like four years ago. Okay. Um, Went back. And first thing, seen a few of the watch managers stuff doing the, the training and the interview stuff and they recognised me straight away and they, they like welcomed me by name so I was just like I mean, we're a good chance here yeah 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 and at the time I was I was finishing my uni degree and so you I, went to uni as well yeah I went to uni as well because basically the la- we're going to come back to that the, la- the last time they um, the last time I didn't get it they told me I didn't have enough life experience and I'm like what is enough life experience I'm telling you I want to do this job yeah but anyway, um, tried again, got all the way to the interview stage. And at this point, I've been to interview stage three times. This is the third time I got there. And I'm thinking, this is, I just need to get past this stage and I'm in. And I got the call. No, I got the email the day before I graduated. Oh, wow. The day before I graduated. That's and I was like, I don't even want to go to graduation. I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to go. I was like, I don't care. I was like, I've got in. I'm not even going graduation. I did go. Yeah. But I was like, I wasn't bothered at that point. I was like, I know I've graduated, so I don't need to actually go to graduation. Yeah. I just want to start 
the fire service like now but the training once you start it's it's a lot like it, they'll push you so do you have to go through the interview phase first for them to then be like okay now it's for like your physical so no they, they do a physical test with you bef- like before before interview stage so the physical test and is what's like that, what's that look like so what's a physical test it's that? just like general fitness stuff to make sure that you you can pass a bleep test yeah um like, like you got to get eight or ten or yeah something like that yeah I think it's like ten okay cool or yeah. maybe maybe it's yeah maybe it's like ten and then you got to do like a strength test um you got to do a dexterity test what's that so like you have to assemble a piece of equipment and then disassemble it in a time and put it back where in like, it was yeah in a set time and you're wearing fire gloves bear in mind like you can't really use them like once your hands are in them. They're not really made to pick things up and stuff like that. Like you can pick up big objects, but small bits, it's kind of hard. What was the hardest out of those three? The, I wouldn't even say it was that. It was the the close confinement um, test, like confined space. Oh shit, okay. So they put you in, they call it the rat run. Okay. And it's like a cage basically. You can basically kneeling on your hands on your hands and knees you're up in it and it's touching the back of your head near enough what and you have to get through one way bear in mind halfway through it there's like slots that go down the middle so you have to turn on your side and get through you have to get from one end to the other and then back in the pitch black and then once you get to one and they put a, a blank on you so even if there's a little bit of light coming through a hole you can't see nothing and once your sense of like direction's gone, because obviously your eyes will adjust to the dark. Once you've got no vision at all, your heart rate raises and you get even more scared. And if you're worried about confined space, that will that will tell you that you're scared of confined scared. spaces. And, like, and they will see it. And they'll see it. They'll see it. You need to know not to panic because you can be in that situation in a house. Like you can be getting through somewhere and then the ceiling collapse. Or a and relationship, you, or a, <laughs> yeah, and you've got and you've got to crawl, yeah, and they teach they teach you how to like do kit removal in case like um in case something like that does happen and you have to crawl somewhere that you can't get through with your cylinder on your back you have to take it off. <laughs> so if it, you're in a fire, you've got your you've got your set on and you've got to crawl through somewhere, but you can't actually get through and you need to get through through there because you need to get out. Yeah, you have to take your set off. You have to crawl through and then pull that through behind you. Keep in it, mind, you might there might not be oxygen at that. Mm-mm. You're you're using the, the the air in the cylinder to breathe. So when you take that off, it's still attached to your face. Yeah, but you have to crawl through, pull it, and it's it's difficult. That's mad. It's a tough thing. You know what's mad, right? See that sort of stuff. Um, you know when you get like bodybuilders and all that stuff. I know you do bodybuilding, but like you know when guys, yeah. <laughs> You know when you're like, guys think they're strong and guys think they're they're the man and all that stuff. Like, because you do, you can get an element of ego in the gym when bodybuilders do have that mm-hmm. egotistic side, right? We all have an ego. Anyway, that's a different topic. But like to me, for a man to be able to do that sort of thing, I think is 10 times cooler than having a great physique. Mm-hmm. You got both. <laughs> <laughs> you got both. So like, no wonder the ladies love you, bruv. <laughs> but like, 
that must be so mentally like difficult. So after that phase, then it's like a definite yes or no or well, you do the physical quite early. Oh, okay, you do the physical early. Okay, yeah, okay. they make got to make sure you're actually able to get in, and then it's just like a couple of other assessments, and then the interview. But then once you're in, your training starts. Okay, and this is where the real fun is. Okay, because like they put you through. Well, up in up in Liverpool, they put you through um, water rescue. Um, you got to work with ropes, obviously ladders as well. You got to work with um, obviously fire. So they they've got a big firehouse there that, like a tower yeah well it's actually like a massive it's like a, basically like a house okay but there's more rooms and they can move the walls okay so what they'll do is they'll put a fire in one room and then all the heating in there they'll turn the heating up to the max and then you'll go in with your set on and they'll just make you walk around the building in the dark like and they'll ask you questions as you're walking around like based on like your assessment stuff Okay. They'll ask you questions to do with that. Oh, and then they'll ask you some random questions like, what are the two football teams in Liverpool? They'll ask you random questions like that. Just but, to see how yeah, cool and composed you are. Because once you get like heat exhaustion, you start answering questions wrong and they want you to know where your limit is. Okay. So they'll push you to that limit. Like they'll make it come about and like you're answering questions wrong and then they're like, right, it's time for you to get out. Take the next, take the next exit on your right. So you just got to kind of carry on. Oh shit! But you get hot. The second you put like your 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 drippies on, you're sweating. And really? it's not like you take your clothes off before you put them on. You've got your work pants on. You've got your work t-shirt on, and it's just drippies on, boots on, tunic, fa- flash hood, lid, mask <laughs> in. That's mad. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, and plus in that fire house, there's like confined spaces anyway, so you got to crawl. Yeah. They make you do a swim test as well. Really? Up in Liverpool, you've got to do a swim test. You've got to be able to swim 50 metres. With the gear on? No. Fully clothed. Okay. So, when the, the, I was, I was confused when they asked us about doing this. So I was going to a public swimming pool, swimming with clothes on, thinking, this is not even that bad. It's not the clothes that, that you've got to worry about. It's because they put you in a dry suit. Okay. So, that keeps you dry, but it also kind of fills a little bit with air. So your feet, you can't use them when you're swimming. Mm. You're basically swimming with just your arms. And they don't tell you that they're going to make you swim in open water. <laughs> so there's a current. So you think you get in and you're doing, you're doing your test and you swim 25 meters one way and you think that's easy. And then they turn you around and you swim in 25 meters against the current oh. and you just feel it hitting you in the chest. Even though it's not even a heavy current, you're like, you're sweating and you're like heavy breathing. But once you do it, you're like, yes. Well, Lima would never get through that test, would he? No, no, no. No. Lima would never get through that test. What, um, okay, so <clears throat> got qualified, you got the job, you're doing shifts like, uh, what is it, three days on, four, four days off? You said something like that. So I picked my own shifts. Okay, so I was cool. doing day crew and retain. So I basically picked... Well, it wasn't like I picked them. I put in what I wanted to work. Yeah. And if they could, if, they, if I could do that, they'd let me do it. So if I wanted to do five days in a row, I could do that. Because we only had to work 15 shifts a month. So I'd do, I'd usually just do like three, then like a two, because then I'd get them done. But it would, you'd wear 12 hour day, half eight in the morning till half eight at night. And then they'd give you a phone. 
they gave you a phone and if your phone went off, like your work phone, that meant you had to go back to station. ASAP. Yeah, you had to get back to station as soon as possible because there was a major incident or something yeah. like that and they needed more firefighters. So we'd go back. There was only a few times <clears throat> I was called in and had to stay in. But there was one time, and I swear to God, it was a long night that I'd literally just fit like had a long day it was like a, it was summer like a couple of years ago when it was really hot yeah and we were getting loads of grass fires loads of like building fires loads like random warehouses were going on fire with like rubbish in yeah kids were obviously lighting them because it was it was hot and they just wanted to have some fun so we had a really long day and the second half he came at night i was like right i'm ready to go home now i was got in the car and i was like yeah i'm gone drove out the gate onto the road, got through the traffic lights and my phone went off. No. I literally just turned around and went straight back to station. And they were like, yeah, they've activated you, um, you retained. I was like, okay. He's like, um, just go check the appliance again, make sure everything's there so we're ready to go out if we need to be called. Walk to the appliance, bells went. I had to go straight back out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Everyone just got straight back on the truck and we were like, we were there all night. This is like, this sort of stuff is really fascinating to me because it's a, it's not a normal job. No, it's not. And it takes a lot to be able to get the job. Mm-hmm. A lot of mental strength, physical strength, right? And we actually need you guys, right? Mm-hmm. What was that first call out like for you? Was it like, were you nervous? Were you confident? I think you're nervous on every call out. You, you get a, set, a certain amount of nerves on every call. Like, you don't know what it is. It could be a false alarm, but it could be a real job. I think... In my first week, I think it was my third job, I see my first dead body. Oh, really? Yeah. It was my first water job, but it was my third actual job. Really? And what, fuck, what was that like? I, was that the first time you experienced something like that? First time I'd seen a dead body, like that wasn't someone died yeah. and I was at the funeral. It was yeah. like, it was a bit, it was a, it was a mad experience, but like you wouldn't, you see it affect some people. I kind of just seen it. And I was just like, to me, it was just like a natural part of life. Yeah. So I was just like, I understood. And but the- I could see it affecting some of the other firefighters. And like, they, they do put on a lot of um, resources for you. Like, they'll if you need to speak to someone, they'll yeah. have someone there for you. But I was just like, no, I'm fine. Okay. And did that happen quite often? Do you see that a lot? No, no. Like, I think... Most firefighters will go through their career and never see a dead body. Really? Yeah. Like never see one. I, I, it was weird because I was. I remember it was a couple of days before before that had happened. I was speaking to a a fire who'd been a firefighter for like maybe fifteen years, and he was like, he still hadn't seen a dead body. Really? He was talking about dead bodies because I was like, oh, what happens like if you see a dead body? He was like, he was like, I've been on the job for fifteen years. I've never seen a dead body. Oh shit. I was like, how, how many call outs would you say you would have had in total of that career you had? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, don't loads. Know. Is it the, just the, that, that hot summer alone was ridiculous. Really? Yeah. It's funny because, you know, when, no offense, when someone says, like, when they go on TV or whatever, all this stuff, when someone says, oh, they were a firefighter, majority of the time when people say, oh, he's a footballer, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a footballer in fucking non league, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he's a singer. Yeah, he went to the first X Factor auditions. 
and didn't make it to the live. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> you know? But you were actually a firefighter. Yeah. I don't think everyone knows that, bro. Oh, I think I think enough people I didn't know, know that, that bro. <laughs> no, I didn't. Maybe I should have done my research better. <laughs> but like, that's mad. And I feel like jobs like that, like you must have matured so much after something like that. So then doing like TV and all this other stuff where you would have felt no pressure. Yeah. The, or did you? you? You feel a different kind of pressure, but not straight away. Like, I think it tested me like patient wise. Okay. Which is but, the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Certain situations tested me patience, but I feel like you can only push to a certain point before you're just like, you know what? No, I need to, you know, when you just need to tell someone to fuck off. Yeah. It was getting to that point. Yeah. And I let it go past that point because I, I let it boil over. Yeah. And then it was just like, I'm, I've got to say something else. So I just said something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it came out in a bad way. Have you met anyone like, um, after getting like TV exposure, I'm sure you would have had like so many invites to like events and this and that, traveling, all mm -hmm. that stuff. Who would you say that you've met is the most famous person? I don't know if you like these questions, but I want to know. I don't really you like, don't these like I, don't really I know like you these don't, questions. but I want to know. <clears throat> I don't know. It depends. Um, I don't know. Movie stars or something. Okay. Because surely you must have got invited to yeah. events and stuff like that. Or yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. So you're smiling at me like it's a big name, and you're not. And you're not. Um, by the way, when you're saying this answer, I know you're not saying it to. I'm asking. No, like you're asking. Like I, I wouldn't usually just bring the bring it up. I know. Um, so I've met. Will I am? Shut up. That's sick. he's a really cool guy. I've met Michael B. Jordan. Shut up. Yeah. That's sick, bruv. Yeah. I've That's met cool. Jamie Foxx. No, hold on. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Wait, I'm saving the best of last time. Oh, shit. All right, go on. Um, Margot Robbie. What? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Swear. Yeah, yeah. Bruv. I met her at the Beards of Prey launch. Bruv, I love her. Yeah, so do I. I think I told her I love her as well. Did you? I think I did. Why are you chatting to my woman like that, bro? She introduced me to her husband and she broke my heart. Oh, <laughs> did you say that? You should have. I, I think I did. I, think I, I bet like, so oh, many people say that to her. I bet so many people yeah. say that to her. But no, she's really nice. Um, she's actually so down to earth. She, Aussie, innit? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, yeah, we went to... Um, where did we go? So went to the after party of Bear to Pray. There was me, me, Jordan and Lucy at the start. Mm. And then we didn't really know where the the next party was because people were like oh yeah come to this party da, 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 da. and we were like oh yeah cool but no one gave us an address okay so I was like they were just being nice in it they were just telling us to come but they weren't telling us the address so let's just go home so we all went back to ours this is when we was living in Islington yeah and then EL texts me and was like yo check your Insta DMs I was like why he was like one of Margot's friends has sent you a message. I was like, what? Hold on, Margot Robbie, yeah? Yeah. So casual, Margot, first name yeah. basis, calm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, all right, scrolling through my requests and I seen it and I was thinking, I, rem I remember the name and I looked at it and I was like, I, I know that guy, I seen him before and it was just a video message. So I was thinking, oh, yeah. open the video. It was Margot Robbie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Being like, 
come to the after party. Oh, that's and I was so like, sick. What? <laughs> yeah, so that's I was sick. like, wow, this is mad. So I, I was like, nah, this isn't real. I was like, this is not real. Like, bear in mind, I got in, I'd taken my clothes off. I was like, just chilling in my boxes, like eating dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> and I jumped up, ran, ran over to Jordan, was like, yo, look at this. Tell me that this is real. Tell me I'm seeing this right yeah, now. Yeah. And he looked at me, he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no way, that is fucking sick. I went, we need to go right now. He was like, what? I was like, we need to go right now. He was like, yeah, we all got dressed again. Chris comes down the stairs in his boxes. I was like, are you coming? I went, the answer better be yes. He was like, where are we going? And I just showed him the video and he went, have I got time to get a shower? I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so fucking cool because like, you know what? I think people do get weird about like name dropping and all that stuff. Yeah, right? I hate it. I don't, yeah. I don't like yeah. doing it. Yeah. I, I don't really like but telling them stories. I told it to be family and that. But I think you only would say that is because you know most people would misunderstand that. Mm -hmm. When really, it's so cool to be able to like, whatever you do, accomplish something or get to a point in your life where someone kind of recognizes you for whatever you've done mm -hmm. and to be like, hey, come and hang out. And it yeah. doesn't matter whatever you've done. The only reason that person has gone out their way, someone like her, going into messages, finding your Insta, whatever, DMing you a video telling you to come is because she would have seen like good energy, a good mm. person or whatever it is, yeah. right? To invite you to that. Yeah. And I think those are like one of those moments in your life where you're like, ah, oh, this is something cool to tell your kids or something yeah, right 100%. in the future. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and uh, to be honest, I live for those moments. Like it's those experiences, being spontaneous and doing mad things instead of like everyday things. Yeah. I'm, I'm jealous of that, bruv. Do you know what? It, things like that, there's... When things like that happen, I tend to try and like, I just want to be me and I don't like, you know, when you meet people like that and you want to get a picture with them, me, I'm like, I just want to enjoy the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I think the only person I ended up getting a picture with was Margot Robbie. Yeah. I didn't get a picture with the rest. But is that because she made you feel comfortable enough to? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I was talking to the rest, but it was just like, I mean, I was sat next to the rest of them and it was just like, we was talking and stuff, but it was just like that kind of environment we were in it wasn't right to ask for a picture. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So I was just like, at least I know this has happened. Like, this is a good moment for me. I've had a good conversation with each of them. But the Margot thing was like, I can actually get a picture and I can remember it and be like, this, there we go. I've got that memory forever. Even though like, I've still got other memories of like the event and stuff like that. That memory is right there. I can look at it. And right next to my bed, I've got one of those Alexas with, you know, the screen. Yeah. And it pops up every now and again on the yeah. picture. And I'm just like, hey. That's cool. That, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, oh, look at that. That's me. Do you, um, and the mad thing is, if she saw you, she'd remember you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I obviously don't know her, but I feel like she would be that sort of person. Oh, no, yeah. I was speaking to her and her best friend and they were like, oh, if you ever come out to LA, like, let us know and we'll show you around. I was like, 100%. I'm yeah. coming. That's sick. That's like, we'll go get dinner and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> is, she, is she that beautiful in real life? 100%, yeah. Fuck. I yeah. wish she said no. <laughs> no, she is. Bro, she is. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Like, I was looking at her and I was, I was lost for, I'm, I'm not one guy to get lost for words, but when I met her on the, on the red carpet, like she seen me and I seen her and my mouth. Did, did she watch? Did she watch? She show. did, yeah. Oh, okay, sick. Yeah, my mouth opened, kind of like this. 
as I was trying to say something, and no words were coming out. And like really? she didn't say nothing, and I didn't say nothing. And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> felt like a felt like a kid. I was like, why can't I speak? My brain was being like, Michael, say something. Yeah. <laughs> like say something, and then, yeah. But no, it was cool. That's She's cool. A very, very, very cool individual. What um, ah, oh, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Because you know what, like I think going to those sort of events, I've been to a few, not one, not to one like that, not yet. It's coming though. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But like when you meet people like that, it makes you like happy. Like next mm-hmm. uh, last year, oh no, two years ago, went to the NFL, met Tyson Fury there. Yeah, good guy, Tyson. Any? I was so worried about meeting him. Why? Because I was like, I saw him, and I was like. Alima, we need to go say like, hello. Mm-hmm. And I was worried. I was like, please don't be a prick. Please don't be that. Please. please. He's I, the furthest thing from it. I met him and I was I was buzzing. I felt like a kid. He's so big, bro. Yeah, he is. I was looking up. I was like, oh my days. I'm so like happy that he was a nice guy. Yeah. Such a nice guy. And he? Such like, a nice he's guy. He's so big and like you look at him and think, wow, he's massive. He, quite intimidating, but like he's so friendly. Mate. You know what it was? It was when he shook my hand and he gave me full fucking eye contact. <laughs> and I was like, Rod, this guy's like paid attention to this moment. Yeah. And I think that's so important. Because I met, there was a lot of Chelsea footballers there as well. And I met a few of them and I felt like, I was like, I don't even, got to, I don't even chat to you, bruv, because you're just not, you're just not there. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. But with him, I was like, sick guy. I was like, I'm so happy that this happened because it's it's in a weird way it it almost motivates you as an individual to be like a better person. Yeah, like no matter how far you come, like just still be a good person. Yeah, do you I think? F- yeah, think people? On. I think people like lose themselves a little bit. Like they forget where they came from. They do. You would have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and like I just, I think it's a shame, really. Like for you to forget and turn into a bit of a prick. Because that's what made you. Yeah. Like you don't shit like shit on people just because like you've, you now make a little bit more money. Yeah. Or you've got a little bit more status. Like don't do that. Yeah. It's just, you still got to be a nice person. I think that really is down to your upbringing. Mm. Like your, it has to be like with your brothers and sisters and your family Mine definitely check, they check me if I step out of line. Oh yeah, 100%. And yeah, you need that. They would. Like, I don't think I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever do it anyway because like. You've been raised well. I've, yeah. Yeah. Like even when, even when like a face come off the show, like my mum and dad said they were proud of me. Same. They were like, regardless of what happened, they were proud of me. So I was like, that's all I don't all even know what happened. It's just a bit of drama. It doesn't okay, really matter. Yeah. All right, cool. <clears throat> but, yeah, me, me family. Some of my family came down for my birthday, and it was so nice to have them down. Like I've not really seen them properly, like that for like a year and a half. Yeah, okay. Like properly seeing them to the to the like level that I, of time I spent with them a year and a half. And so it, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, and I think like you know sometimes like when you have stuff happening. You want to share it with like your loved ones, right? You do want to share it. Mm-hmm. You want to be like, oh, I wish my boy saw this happen. Or I wish mm-hmm. my mom saw this. Or I wish my dad saw this. It's hard to experience. It's hard to do that because 
you're so in the moment and you're so focused to like driving forward and moving forward that you can't fully experience it with them. But knowing that they're kind of always there for you, I think always grounds yeah. people like us. And in a way, like I kind of understand when, like when people do lose their self, there's a part of me that's like kind of angry when I see it. I'm like, bruv, like have some respect for yourself. Yeah. But then in a weird way, I kind of understand as well. Maybe they weren't as fortunate enough as me or say you that's got like supportive family to ground these guys. Yeah. Do you know? Have you ever had to check your boy in any way? Be like, yo, bro, chill. Oh, in what, with like, I've checked some of the old boys. Yeah. Bear. Um, but like anyone like in this scene or whatever. In this scene. I mean, I've had to tell people to not lose their rest. I've checked a few people actually, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, to be like, what are you doing? Like, I've actually told a few people, I've been like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you realise how fortunate you are? Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. being a dick. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be like that. You don't need to act that way. Yeah. Like, just relax. Yeah. Just be normal. Yeah. You're still just a person. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Just because you're you're well noticed doesn't mean you're any more of a person than anyone else yeah exactly you still breathe the same air you still get the same 24 hours you still bleed you still bleed <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just you just are more fortunate yeah 100% because it is like there's times where like I've been quite busy and I've like not complained about being busy but like had moments where I'm like oh, oh god yeah 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 busy and then I stop and think, and I'm like, dear you little pussy, y'all. Like, <laughs> come on, bruv. Yeah. You're like, you're literally living your best life. Bro, do you know what? I do it myself. I'm like, I think, so what day, what day is the date? Tuesday. 12th. Yeah. Yeah, so Saturday just gone was an unexpected day off for me. I actually had work in my calendar and don't know what happened, but it was gone. It wasn't there. It just yeah. got removed. Yeah. And I was like, wait, have I got a day off? <laughs> I was like, oh so I haven't had a day off for like the past 10 weeks like straight before having a half day off okay but yeah. a full day off I haven't had a full day off for like maybe three 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 and a half months so to have that Saturday unexpectedly dropped on me I was like I was like what's going on I think I texted my manager and was like what's going on like I've got work booked in today but it's just been it's just disappeared he was like oh no that's been moved I was like so I've got a day off. He was like, yeah. I was like, shit, what am I going to do with myself? And I was thinking like, oh, I'm really busy. Da, 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 da. And I started complaining to myself. And then I was like, Michael, you've just been given a day off. Yeah. Have a day off. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with it. So Same. I'm like, I'm like, what do I actually do with myself? But I think it was. But it's hard to chill. It's hard to chill. It's, it's hard to chill. Yeah. I think I ended up doing a bit of work just because obviously I do an NFL show with um, MTV. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think I just started doing a bit of um, work on what was coming up next week. So, well, this week now. I think I just did a little bit of work on that. But this is... This Are you going to be there on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, I'll be there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sit, come there. Okay, cool. Come there. Alima's, Alima's, Alima's my plus one. Is it? No, I'm joking. I'm his plus one. Ah. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not really in that scene. Not yet. Is he going with Madden? Who? Is he going with Madden? I don't know. You know, Madden the game, NFL game. Oh, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm not too sure, actually. I'm not sure. Because last year, 
Well, he's been getting invites to, I think he's done like ads and stuff with him, mm-hmm. so he's been getting invites quite a bit. Yeah, so, is, is it the is it EA that invited him or is it? I actually don't know. NFL UK. I, I'm not sure. Either I way, think it's, it's NFL. Be, It'll yeah. be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. I was there, Sunday just gone. How was it? Sick. Was it at the Tottenham Stadium? Yeah. Cheese, back to the ends. 60,000 yeah. in attendance. Really? 65,000 tickets sold, 60 and a half thousand in attendance. Were you on the field as well? Dug out, yeah. Oh, sick. Bro, bad. Bad. That's sick. That's what like, right we did behind, last time. Right behind the Jets, we were. Oh, that's pretty sick. Them guys are athletes, bro. Bro, they're Even massive. Even the big guys. Bro. They can move. I seen one guy's leg, yeah. And I swear down, his leg was like four of mine <laughs> in a row. It was like that. I was like, imagine putting his leg on a barbecue. It'd feed like a full family of like eight and it they was can huge. And they can shift. Yeah. Because you think you see some of these big guys, even like the fat guys. a belly, yeah. But they move. Team soft belly, innit? <laughs> <laughs> you are team soft belly. <laughs> I am team soft belly. You're not going to like change that up, are you? The thing is, I can get lean if I want. I know you can. But you but just like being soft belly, innit? The thing is, I've got to give other PTs a chance, big man. <laughs> mm, mm. No, no you know what it's like I've covered the lean side you're covering the soft side <laughs> yeah yeah let them have the in between <laughs> but like I've always been like when I was a kid I was a bit chubby mm-hmm. so, so was I were you yeah really? as, a, as a baby as oh, a baby okay. I was like a little round baby oh okay yeah, like yeah a little yeah. you know one in the back yeah a little bit yeah but I was a cool baby I was drippy <laughs> drippy I've always been drippy since yeah? yeah yeah you are pretty drippy I'm not gonna lie bruv drippy since day yo that ASOS model thing, you got to teach me, innit? You got to teach me the hand cream movement. I'll teach you hand cream. I don't even use that movement no more. <laughs> yeah, that's so 2018. It is, it is. Because <laughs> I was like, kind of a like, fat-ish kid. I almost had to kind of be, have a better understanding of like, fitness stuff, which I think actually made me a better PT. Mm-hmm. And also more relatable to someone that, like, I remember being kind of like chubby and walking down the aisle in a supermarket looking at something and kind of like rubbing my stomach thinking, raw, can I have this or not? <laughs> so I was in that mindset, right? Yeah. So that's why now I'm like fully happy with, I know I can shift. I know I can bang 10 kilometers running. I know I'm fit. I know I can spar for 10 rounds and I can choke motherfuckers out. So to me, now that is like, yeah, 10 times better than being able to, Look really aesthetic. And also, when I'm wearing budgie smugglers, bro, if I'm too lean, it don't look good. (laughs) (laughs) Looks a bit weird. If I had skinny legs and that, then cool, that would be a problem. (laughs) You can't be moving like that. But um, I might, towards, I always, towards the the end of the year, I always kind of lean up a little bit. So I might drop a couple of kegs. You might might go to Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually quite lean when I made leanish. Leanish. You see, I kind of did something similar. Like I was, a little bit of a chubby kid and didn't really like it. And then I started playing football and I went really, really slim. <laughs> like I was stick skinny. But like I didn't, all I ate at that time was like cereal. Okay. But I was really good at football and then I kind of f- fell in love with basketball. So that took over. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't, I still didn't even really get onto the whole training side of the thing until I became a PT. And yeah. even then I was just like, still very cautious of what I was eating and stuff like that. Not nutrition-wise in in a healthy way, but just in a, I don't want to put any weight on kind of way. And it wasn't until I was just like, I need to actually gain a bit of mass to look a bit better. Because I just wanted to have abs the whole time. (laughs) 
And once I started gaining weight, I was like, I actually feel a lot better. And now actually I got on stage for the first time in 2018 and competed. I saw some of those pictures. Yeah. Lean guy, bro. Lean. Like I was 75 kilo on stage. What are you now? Touching 90. I was like, yeah, 75 kilo on stage. I was like, you know what? I felt good. Felt depleted though. Taught me a lot getting on stage. Yeah. Like the deep, dark, scary secrets of being on a, a heavy prep and being very depleted. Yeah. To then reverse dieting and coming back up and then not really doing it properly. Did it play with your head at all? 100%. Really? 100%. It, like being, feel like being forced to look away a certain way? It was not not necessarily being forced to look a certain way. It wasn't like, it wasn't no, none of that. It was just more, I was very critical of my own body. Okay. In the sense of, I know how I needed to look in order to win, but it wouldn't, it wasn't affecting me that way in how I look at myself. Like I can look at myself now and I know I'm not as lean as I was on stage and I'm fine with that. But it was more my relationship with food that it affected. Because like, it got to the point where I hated eating. Eating was a chore. Really? Yeah. Like, it would you, be... Were you eating clean? I was eating very clean. Oh, fuck. No wonder it was a chore. And it bro. was a chore. Oh. It got it got, to, it got that bad that I was struggling to eat. Like, yeah. even though I was hungry and I needed to eat, it was that boring. I was yeah. struggling to do it. So I was getting, like... me. I was cooking all my food in the morning. I was getting my meal. And I was putting it in a blender. And I was pouring water in it. Just to get it down. Just to drink it. Because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to sit here for 40 minutes and eat this food when I can drink it in five. Yeah. So I was just throwing the drink in me. I'm just like, yeah, there you go. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't blend blend your food. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. It's, just, the, it's the same meal. It's just got water in it. Especially when you're in that headspace, you're like, shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. Don't talk to me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel and people you. were like, oh, your food can't be that bad. Can I taste some? No, you can't. I've weighed all of this. No, you can't. Yeah. If you wanted some, ask me the day before and I maybe I'll make you a box. But no, don't ask for my fucking food. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is what I need to do to look a certain way. And I'm doing it because I want to do it. But right now, I'm not in the fucking mood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's easy to get into that headspace when you're in that. What What would you say? What would you say your purpose is? To help people. Okay. I've always wanted to help people, like physically, mentally, and emotionally help people. Okay. Like I did recently done a course on exercise coaching, mental health as well. Nice. So I could just help a little bit more. But I don't really go into what I'm planning future-wise, but I've got plans in order to help the homeless, um, help the less fortunate. I want to... Why don't I see this on your socials, Bob? Because I don't put it everywhere. I don't feel like everybody needs to know everything about you. And I don't feel like I can put this out there and gain a bit of like, oh my God, he's such a nice guy. But you know, I don't... I don't need that. Do I don't, think, I don't like, need people to think I'm a nice guy to know I'm a nice guy. Like, I hear you. in all honesty, I don't give a fuck. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll do my bits in the dark. And then when people find out, they'll be like, oh, you did that? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah I did. But I don't I, need to tell I know that's what's going to happen. With the, I know. It's, I know that's going to happen. <laughs> but don't you think if you did do that more and if the goal is to help more people, I think if more people see that, I think you're going to be more, you're going to end up helping more people for that reason. But where, where I'm at now and what I'm doing currently... Um, you want to focus on that? I'm focusing on that. Okay. So the 
helping the homeless bit is a down the line thing because it has a lot to do with what I'm doing in property. Is there a reason that you help that want to help the homeless? Is there a specific reason? There's not a specific reason. I just feel like people overlook homeless people a lot and you never really know why a certain person's homeless and nobody really stops and gives them any time. And I won't even lie, like I've been that person before where I've just been like, I don't have time to talk to you. Yeah. But I found myself more and more, like if, if a homeless person stops me, I'll have a conversation with them. Even if, like, if I'm in a rush, then I'll have a short conversation. But if I've got time, I'll have a conversation with them. Yeah. And, like, see who they are, like, how they ended up on the street. Or even, sometimes I won't even ask them how they ended up on the street. I'll just ask them how the day is. Yeah. Get them some food. Yeah. And be like, It's probably the most thing that they lack is human connection. Mm -hmm. Some Some of them, like, people, I've seen them say to people, oh, no, I don't want any food. And sometimes they just want to talk. Yeah. Sometimes the bit of attention. Yeah. We all want attention. Yeah. Like we Everyone all want that social. Sometimes they want to use it for drugs, but they just want they just want you for money and shit like yeah. that. But when that happens, I usually uh it's last time in Australia, I knew that was the case, and I went and put like this person's always in front of a seven eleven there. I went and put like fifty dollars behind the till. And I was like, I'll put fifty dollars behind the till for you. You can use it for food and drink but no alcohol and cigarettes, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> they actually got a bit pissed off. I was like, food and drinks there for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they know you can't have cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, 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 I've um, offered to buy someone food before and they've been like, I don't want any fucking food. Oh, yeah. And I've been like, all right, cool. All right, cool. Like, what do you want? A drink. I was like, all right, cool. I'll get you a drink then. Yeah. Got them a Lucas Aid. Yeah. And he <laughs> weren't happy. He was pissed. <laughs> Fucking pissed. He was so the pissed. He was so pissed off. He was like, I said I wanted to drink. I was like, that's a drink, isn't it? Like, yeah. You drink that shit. <laughs> I was like, you're welcome. That's what you're, you're looking for. Thank you. <laughs> is there anything, is there anything that you fear? Um, anything I fear? Does anyone ask there, you I mean, yeah. I was scared of heights. <laughs> scared of heights. I'm not great with heights either. I was scared of heights. Um, but also like I just But like with life, like with, life, with what you're doing growing up. I just I don't wanna like I always work a lot so I don't fall off. Okay. And I feel like Do you fear that that's gonna go? No, because I constantly work. Cool. So I don't I don't fear it's gonna go, but there's always the possibility. But now I'll put myself in a position where you keep yourself on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Put myself in a position where like, even if one thing goes, I've got another business there. Nice. And then I've got another business there. I think, I'm just, I don't know. It's a hard question. Like asking it you is. what you're scared of. Cause I'm scared of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Cause I think one of the hardest things is like people like us, I guess, or a man or whatever you want to fucking call it is like kind of being vulnerable. Yeah. I'm scared to open it up. Yeah, do you, I'll, and I know that, and like I'll openly admit that I, I'm a very closed off person when it comes to one me emotions <laughs> and talking about how I feel and stuff like that. Like I don't do it. But don't you think like every time someone and I'm I'm like that with especially certain topics. I'm like that with ask ask me how I feel in a certain situation about like a relationship or whatever. I I have no emotion. Someone in my someone who's close to me passes away I won't show any emotion okay I just like I think it it started when I was like 16 or something my auntie died and that was the last time I cried really mm. 
And then obviously I've cried since then. Yeah, yeah. But I cried on TV. Did you? And that shit pissed me off. Where? It was it was on the on, show. On the show, yeah. What was it about? I don't know. Was it, it was just I just got upset. And I like I don't know. I I used to be one of those kids that would cry when he was angry. Okay. And then once I got once my auntie died and I stopped crying, I didn't cry ever. Yeah. And then when that happened, and it happened on TV. Yeah. I was so pissed off at myself. I was like, how are you going to cry on TV? I was like, you haven't cried for like, but I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think, I don't, I don't there's, think there's anything wrong. wrong with, I don't think there's anything wrong with crying. Like since then, I cried on my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just seeing my family again. Happiness. Yeah. yeah just happiness. Seeing my family and stuff. And I, I was like, isn't it weird? You feel a sense of fucking relief when you cry. Mm-hmm. I've cried. I was stood in my bedroom with my brother and my sister. Yeah. I like her. I was, I was hugging my mum. That's what I was doing. I was hugging my mum and then I could feel myself like getting, getting all hot. And I was thinking, what's going on? So I was like, I'm just going to go and like move myself from, from this area because we was having a bit of a party in ours. And um, I went upstairs, my brother followed me up because I was giving me, I was giving my brother a pair of trainers. I said, um, just pick whatever trainers you want and take them. And then I was giving my sister some perfume I gave both my sisters some perfume and my brother a pair of trainers. And then, I don't know, it just hit me. And I was stood in my bedroom and we was all talking and I started crying. Probably proud of yourself, bro. I was just, I, like, they were like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I just, I miss you all. Yeah. I haven't seen you in ages. So like, like properly, I miss you all. Yeah. Mm? I think, it, I think it is hard, like, especially when people don't, it's hard to show that side of you, especially out in the open. But I also think it's hard to show that in front of people and showing that side is because the right people don't ask the right questions or know when to fucking ask them. Mm. I think that's so important. And I realize that more as I get older. When you sit down with a girl, guy, friends, family, it's like you didn't pick the right time to ask me that. Yeah, You should be able to, if you want to see that side of me, I feel like you should kind of, I deserve you to be able to read when to ask me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest struggle with guys opening up. Because like, I do my best to when I'm asking someone a question or talking to them about them, that I try and make it about them. Mm-hmm. Right? You're a guest on my podcast. It's not about me, it's about you. Right? So when I'm doing that with people in conversation, there's a time and a place and where you are something, I think to bring the best out of them as well as kind of open them up in a way that they're comfortable, that makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so hard to be like kind of vulnerable with certain people because you're worried that sometimes when someone says something to you, bro, you're like, are you trying to like get this vulnerable side out of me to make yourself feel better? Yeah. And I think in this like weird fucking Instagram celebrity, all this shit, I think there is a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird, snaky, I want to see that side. <laughs> so I know that I'm mentally stronger than you. Or I know a bit of weakness in you. Yeah. You know? See, do, you, think, do you agree with that? Or? No, yeah, I do. I do. But I feel like when people, uh, no one can actually get that out of me because the only really thing that gets to me is your family. Yeah. So everything else is just like you Which can't is, you yeah. can't get to me. Yeah. But I do see a lot of people 
preying on the emotional side of things. Mm. And I, if you look at it and you really look at it, it's like emotional manipulation. Yeah. And people have tried it with me and I see right through it and I'm just like, okay. And I won't, I won't say nothing because I don't need to. But you see it. But I'll just like, I'll just distance myself from you. Yeah. Cool. You can try that. And I'll tell you, you're going to try it, but you're not going to get it. And you can tell when someone's being malicious about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they can tell. They can't tell that you know that they've got an ulterior motive about it. Maybe they don't even know that's what they're what, doing. That's, that's what I think, though. This is what I think. They don't I even think, know what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. They're doing it, but they So don't when know. you distance yourself, they like, don't understand them. why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, to, to be fair, I don't have a problem like distancing myself from people. Yeah. Like, at all. That's good. I, I'm, I'm good on my own. Mm. I can sit on my own for hours on end. Yeah. And do nothing if I needed to. If I just wanted, like, I'll get, I, sometimes I'll get up at like 3 a.m. and just not be on my phone, but I'll just be awake for like three hours before I even touch my phone. I'll like maybe put some classical music on. My man. Mm. Drop that Hans Zimmer, bruv. Yeah. Put some classical music. I like piano instrumentals, really. Do you? Yeah. Calm you down. I think, yeah. I think I'm going to buy a piano. Really? Yeah. Bruv, you should. And just, I just got to put it at the bottom of my bed and just get some headphones and just play it early in the morning. Bruv, I think stuff like that, I think like just creating stuff like that, being creative in that way, I think is so therapeutic to kind of do your best to shut off because I find it hard to shut off, which is why I do, why I meditate and shit. Yeah, see, I find it hard, like hard to meditate. Like I try, I've tried, I tried it and was doing really well to be fair. I could feel myself just like pro- like zoning out completely, yeah. going into like different worlds and stuff. I could yeah. see myself sitting on the floor in my office. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to just do it in my office, so it wasn't like the same as my bedroom, do it in my office. I could see myself sitting on the floor and I just felt like like I wasn't actually in my own body. I could go anywhere. When you're doing all the, like everything that you're doing today and who you are today and do you feel like you visualize all those things when you were a kid? Yeah, most of them, yeah. I feel like this stuff, like I write down a list of goals at the be- um at the beginning of the year. And I just work towards I don't I write them down and then I close the book. Yeah. And then I just work. But that's me putting out there what I want from this year or the next couple of years. Cause I, some of them are a little bit out there. But one of the ones that I thought was most out there, I've actually done. And I was like, I didn't expect that. But it's just like, I always, vigi- always visualize things now and then kind of put myself, get put on the right track in order to achieve that. You take action from it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. even now with me fitness stuff, I'm not as far as I would want to be, but it's because I want it to be perfect. But your mind's there. Because we yeah. were talking about it Mm-hmm. Last year. Yeah. I think we met probably around last year. Yeah. We were in like, yeah. Dubai. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You've been talking about it then. Mm-hmm. And you're slowly chipping away. Yeah. Like, so towards it. Building my own website. But it's weird because when I was starting speaking to you about it and I was telling you I was going to build the website, the website's now been built. But alongside that, I've now come into contact with some other people in the fitness industry that are like, I'm building a second website. <laughs> oh, sick. For a, a, um, like a set clientele. Mm. And then I'm building, well, I'm joining up with uh, another app okay, to so be a part of theirs, their fitness industry. So it's like, 
from thinking about one fitness re- um, revenue income, I'll now have three. Yeah, sick. And I'm like, just from putting that out there last year, even though it's been a, an idea of mine for years, Yeah, for speaking into existence last year, it's now come like three times over. Yeah. And one, like, one of them's done. The other one's still on working and the other one will be done probably by the end of the day. That The guy's messaging me about it now. Sick. Amazing. I'm excited for you, bro. That's cool. And I think it's really important for like just people in general to like visualize what they want to do and kind of like every day remind themselves that and take action like yeah. towards it. Yeah. You know, so. I think a good way of looking at it is it sounds very cliche, but when you get up in the morning, like, just take a minute to be thankful for what you've got. 100%, bro. Hundred, Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's corny. I think... It's a bit cliche because like people say it and then no one does it. But like, I get up in the morning and I think about what I've actually got in life. Like, And it's not like where I'm at. It's more about I've still got a family. I've still got life. I can got, I've got freedom. Like, I can still reach... I can still call me mum. I can still call me dad whenever. Yeah. Like, I still have that power to be able to do that. Yeah. Because some people don't have that privilege. No. Like, they've lost their parents and stuff. So I'm like, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I'm still alive. I'm thankful that I'm able to work. And then it's like, I try and not use my phone. That's why I wake up really early. I think a lot of people are really unhappy because they don't do enough of that. Mm. People forget, like, people are thankful for what they've got. Well, people are thankful for what they get. Yeah. But then they forget about what they've got. Yeah. And that's what makes them unhappy because they're constantly changing and chasing the next thing to make them happy when... Appreciate what you've got. Appreciate what you've got. Yeah. Like, it's like that term of um, the grass, the grass may be greener on the other side, but the grass is actually greener where you water it. Yeah. Like... Just live in that moment live in that moment. what you're doing. Yeah. What you have is good enough if you actually pay attention to it because that can develop into something bigger than you actually think. You don't have to be chasing the next thing. No. Like, it's hard to chase the next thing. Yeah. Because you've got to start all over again. Yeah. Again and again and again. And that's difficult. It is. Like, throwing, it's good to learn new things. I think what's more difficult is being consistent with whatever you're doing and being patient with seeing where it's going to go. So people, instead of hustling hard with what they already have, like say the good qualities or whatever they've built there and then, they think jumping on to the next thing is going to be, that might blow up instantly. Yeah. Instead of going, I'm going to focus on that now because I think they lack. Discipline. Yeah. Discipline. It's because That's all it is, yeah. People, people like, hear, the, hear the, the quote of, what is it? A, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah. They hear that and they think, oh, well, if I'm, if I master one, then I'll be, I'll be great. But like, people don't actually know that quote carries on. It's a jack, a jack of all trades, but a master, a master of none is always better than a, what is it? A jack of all trades, but a master of none is always better than a master of one. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's sick. I didn't know that. Cause like you can be really good at one thing and yeah, you're good. But if you have many skill traits, you can go into many different directions. Yeah. So like you got to kind of, it's good keeping your options open and learning new things, but at the same time, don't get bogged down by things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, learn this. Oh, I don't really like that. Don't be afraid to start again. Because <laughs> I've, I've only just learned property. Yeah. Like, that's all new to me. 
I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Thrown into a world of prophecy. I'm just like getting massive contracts thrown at me. I'm like, whoa, what is, what is this? Oh, wait, do, do I need a lawyer here? Yeah. yeah. You know but what? It's, it's good that I've got a team to help me with that. That's how, you, that's how you grow. I think you, you yeah. need that. You, you do need, people think that you've got to do everything on your own. You don't. No. Like, you need people. You need people that are better than you. You need people. Around you. Yeah. You know You know what? What actually, not pisses me off, but I'm always like, you know when people are like, I did it all on my own? Mm. I'm Bro, always I've like, got self-made tattoos across my hands. <laughs> but that, that is not about like where I'm at today. Yeah. Because okay. I would never say I got to where I am on my own. Yeah. It's about who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I went through. That's very different. Yeah. That is very, that's a good point. Yeah. That is very different to where I am. Yeah. That's so different. That's a very valid point. Mm. Clip that. Clip that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very valid point. I like that. You know what, bro? It's been great having you on. It's been a great conversation. And I'm so glad that like, I've seen this side of you more because I don't think we've ever spoken like this. No. And it's been real good. Can you please tell people where they can find you? I know, I'm sure they already know, but you tell them. So you can find me on Instagram at Mac underscore Griffiths underscore same on Twitter and same on TikTok. But if you wanted to email me, my email address is mac underscore fitness at outlook.com. And that you can reach me there on any fitness inquiries, nutrition inquiries. And you can actually find out about what I'm going to be getting up to because emails will be starting to come out as soon as the website is ready to go. Boom. Man's been at IFS. He knows because. Start doing a bit of doing. <laughs> yes, yes. Guys, Um, appreciate you guys listening. Share this with all your friends, family, whatever. Hope you enjoyed. Peace and love. Take it easy. Love, take it easy.